Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. The Press Box is here to catch you up on the latest media stories. Hosted by Brian Curtis and David Shoemaker, these guys have the insight on the biggest stories you care about. Check out The Press Box on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Prestige TV Podcast, Episode 8, Season 2 of The Morning Show. My name is Bill Simmons. I'm here with Amanda Dobbins, Nora Princiati. Deep sigh. We all just made that same emoji face of the smile of the the face with the straight line smile at each other. Yep. Yeah. Just like all at once. It's just like the sort of the muted yikes. Yes. Amanda, just you you go. I don't have the energy to start this. It's really bad. And it's bad on a, a structural level and it's bad on a minute to minute level and there's almost nothing positive to say. But I think we have to start with the the big, not even elephant in the room, I guess guy f- driving off a cliff in the room, which is that this this show finally did kill off Steve Carell, right? The character that they had no idea what to do with. For sure. 18 episodes. And, and they char- finally said, let's just get him out of here. Right. And and a character who was living in Lake Como in February or March of 2020. And just to be clear, Lake Como is in Italy, which had a terrible COVID-19 breakout in February and March of 2020. And this is a show about a news show. And they killed Steve Carell's character by having him drive off a cliff. Nora? So we spoke, I believe, two episodes ago. Two episodes have passed since we've mm-hmm. discussed uh, yeah. this, this, this decreasingly beautiful mess of a television program. And I remember saying to you guys, and we talked about when we did that episode, about how the show was an absolute disaster but we remained sort of excited to see the new episodes. Yeah. I now approach the new episodes with just a, 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 an overwhelming sense of existential dread. This has gone, I would say off the rails, but just off, off the cliff in Lake Como. This is no longer, I don't think that this is a watchable show anymore. Yeah. I think what scares me about this last episode is I think they thought this was going to be the signature episode of the season. And the one that was like, let's send this to the Emmy committee and we'll send... Karen Pittman's performance in the office when she's talking to like all that stuff. And it's like, cause it, there's actually weirdly some good acting yes. as bad as the writing. Like this is probably Duplass's best 
episode, the scene in the the scene in the car when he's melting down with Jennifer Aniston was actually pretty compelling. It's a terrible scene, but um, everybody's. My point is, everyone's really going for it in this episode because I think they thought this is the one, this is the episode, and it's not. It's just not. So here's what I think is the problem. This show could just be a soap opera, and I think it's probably too far gone. It is stretching the bounds of reality a little bit too far to even be workable in that kind of identity. But it would be a lot closer if, say, Steve Carell drives off the cliff and it's just like, holy shit, Steve Carell drove off the cliff. The problem is they tack on top of that the like emotional flashback, what have I done? What is my life? And you're sort of watching being like, am I supposed to feel bad for it? Is this supposed to be deeply emotional if it were just here's an insane twist in the television show I would sort of be okay but the problem is they're doing these crazy things and then also expecting you to really really emote along with them with these characters who are not empathetic whatsoever and none of it works yes that's a key point I mean and this is the issue with the show is broadly is that I, they conceived this show and I believe that they cast it based on the Brian Stelter morning show book. And it was before all of the revelations about, um, about Matt Lauer at yep. the Today Show. And so I, I think that they originally wanted to make a TV show that was sort of like the Lake Como episode where Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell are kind of like shrill ambitious news people yelling at each other over trivial and pursuit. incorrectly playing trivial pursuit yes yeah. and not using any of the pieces on the board for trivial pursuit which you know whatever but and then because of like the world at large and both me too and then covid the show is like okay now we have to make this about current events because technically it's a morning show but they never accepted that the other version of their show was dead And so it seems like they've just been like reverse engineering it back to a place where the Steve Carell character is this like lovable morning show guy that we all had a connection to and are sad about his death. And it's like, guys, some other things happened on your show. Like, this is not how it works. I think Nora made the key point in that the show should be Melrose Place. Yeah. This should be the 2021. Nora, you're too young for Melrose Place, probably. But it was... It was a fancy soap opera that always knew what it was and was kind of a black comedy. And characters would just blow up. Characters would just... (laughs) There would be some district attorney who was like blackmailing someone and then they would just drive no telephone pole and you'd never see them again. And the show always kept moving. This show, this is kind of what it should be. It should be this really fancy dynasty-like soap opera. Yes. But instead, it's also trying to be like an Aaron Sorkin show. And right. it's trying to have these long monologues of really good acting. And it's a ridiculous show that just makes bad choices over and over again. Steve Carell has to die of COVID. If you're going to put him in Italy and during this time frame, this is your out. You get you have exposed. him die from the pandemic. They were exposed. This is a wrap. Have him in the hospital with the with the ventilator in his mouth. Thinking about, oh my God, this is how my life's going to end. And then he dies. Can Instead I tell of him you, drive off a cliff. I agree with everything you just said, but can I tell you the plot development that will completely redeem the show, in my opinion? And they'll never okay. do this because they don't care. But perhaps you noticed in the aforementioned Mark Duplass and Jennifer Aniston scene, Jennifer Aniston has just gotten off a plane from Italy where she was not quarantining. 
And then she's in an enclosed space with no windows down and no mask oh. with Chip. So she gives everyone COVID. If she gives everyone COVID, <laughs> and then and if Chip dies of COVID because he was exposed, you know, like declaring his sort of love to Jennifer Aniston, that will be Melrose Place enough for me. Maybe that's the the next iteration of it. I have a lot of questions about her chartering a private plane, getting off by herself. There's no she's she's not landing at the airport. She's landing at one of those private jet places. There's no she's car waiting for her. Yeah, there's no car waiting for her. There's no like driver. Like when you land at one of those places, you need a driver. Duplass is just able to get there. He de- he doesn't even know the tail number. And his Subaru. And he's just waiting. Leaning back on his Subaru. She she's not surprised to see him at all for some reason, even though nobody has any idea she was just in Italy. It's honestly one of the worst scenes. And then they're in the car. And Duplass is really going for it because that's the first time his character made sense for me where, where they actually get to the root of it, which is like, he's in love with her. She knows it. And she calls him out on it, which is like, all right, now we're getting somewhere. But it was also not the moment to do it as they're driving to Steve Carell's widow to break the news to her. That was Who, weird. by the way, if Aniston gave Chip COVID, she probably also gave it to Steve Carell's widow and children. <laughs> and, yes. and the whole family. Right. Which wouldn't even be the, the kids. That, that wouldn't even be the most selfish thing she did in any of these episodes. I thought if I'm the widow, I know it's now my ex-husband and I probably hate his guts. That's they've established that. She probably wasn't a giant fan of the Steve Carell character. I still don't want to hear from Aniston. No. Especially I know the books come out. I know they've slept together a couple of times. Do you want to see her at your front door? Why doesn't no. the show address that? Nobody's like, hey, maybe that maybe we should send somebody else. No, let's send her. That makes sense. And then the way that they do it, they do have the widow tell Aniston off, but it's like, but it's all about Aniston's character and what a failure she is. As if once again, we care about Alex or her emotions, as Nora pointed out, we don't care. We don't care about her. Not the two kids that just lost their dad. They're out. We get to meet one of the kids. Now he's going to play video games. We never see him again yet. So the big fundamental flaw of this show over everything else is that they've turned Aniston, who I think is a pretty beloved celebrity, right? Mm-hmm. People like her. She usually plays likable characters. Her character is one of the most loathsome characters that's been on any show that doesn't actually commit acts of violence or do anything badly, right? Like, she's not a Tony Soprano. I don't know why anybody would like her, root for her, support her in any way. So you have that. And then you have Reese who's basically a non-factor in these last couple episodes. They're like, hey, we'll we'll have her crazy brother come in, leading to, I think, the worst scene out of all 18 episodes, that Simon and Garfunkel slow-motion kitchen (laughs) meltdown scene. What was happening? Nora, what was happening? So I think they were trying in some ways to mirror the Steve Carell drives off the cliff Italy montage. Everybody's seeing flashbacks. Everybody's coming to terms with what they've done in their past or something. But again, this is, I don't want to emote along with her. I just want to see how, I want to see what happens next. And I'm hanging by a thread in terms of wanting to do that. But yeah. I, I don't want the, I don't want the Laura Peterson uh, suggests that she go to therapy, but also Incredible. cut off her entire family. <laughs> Incredible. And then Reese cries and screams, and then she has the longing stare at the brother as she doesn't help him. And by the way, there is absolutely nothing to tie back to the fact that we now know that 
she hooked up with Corey at one point, but we're now just proceeding as we, though we never saw it. Would have been interesting to know about. See the lead never up. Never comes it. up. We're done with that. Apparently, we're just not going to talk about that anymore. I and have now no idea. Got, like, why is the brother lines. in the show? Did we need another character? We have a hundred characters. We needed another one. While we're talking about the brother, can we just point out that between season one and season two, he starred in a pivotal role on Mayor of Easttown, which is just really oh. haunting me. I, no spoilers for those of you. Mayor of Easttown, much better yeah. show than the morning show, yeah. but uh, really changes the valence of a lot of this complete side character who I barely remember and don't care about at all. Who who are the worst characters on this show to you? Because to me, like Reese's brother has to be mm-hmm. on the short list. I don't know what Greta Lee is doing this season. I don't know what her character is supposed to be, what what the incentive of even having her on the show is. And they have scenes where they they kind of clear out, to use a basketball term, they give her the ball on the side and like, hey, create some shots for us. And I just don't think she's the kind of actress that could do that. And yet she's, is, is she a foil for Billy Crudup? Is she- She needs to oust him. But then she should be way like meaner and more vindictive. And there needs to be some sort of evil edge to her that that character doesn't have. So what is she? Also, if she's she if she's supposed to oust him, she's set up to fail because Billy Crudup's character, Corey, he's star of the character who like anyone cares about at all. I thought that his elevator speech to Greta Lee in this episode was one of like the great moments. And I was like, Corey, season one back. Yes, right. thank you. I mean, it's deranged, and he's just like, I don't care about your feelings, but I had I had but a good time. It's compelling, and it's fun to watch. And yeah. that's, so the Aniston thing, why she's so terrible in this is because she doesn't need to, her, she doesn't need to be a fundamentally better person. Like, I empathize with characters on Succession much more than Alex Levy. <laughs> she could be just as crappy if she were just a little bit more fun to watch, not so consistently baffled by like the slightest inconvenience and yet also willing to just like do crazy things like get on a plane and go to Italy in the middle of a pandemic. What do you if think? Was, just- what was the pitch to her when they were like, we want to do the show. Here's your character. Baffled, exasperated, unlikable, humorless, and narcissistic. You in? And she's like, <laughs> yeah, sign me up. Well, this is my question. These are pretty powerful people. I mean, Aniston and Witherspoon are both producers, I think, on the show. Yeah, you would say that. I think they were creative forces. Yeah, like, so you're getting each of these scripts, and they're all just like, cool, cool. I feel really great about everything that my character's doing and all of these long speeches that I have to do. This adds up to me. This is what I was promised. I have a theory. Yeah. I don't know how much... Well, I know this is in Nora's wheelhouse. I don't know it's I know the answer for both of you. I know you've been following some of the Katie Cork oh, excerpts yeah. of, of her book and yeah, she's yeah. basically just lighting people on fire. The only theory that makes sense for why Aniston would want to be in the show is she hates Katie Couric and feels like <laughs> she just is doing this Katie Couric takedown that only she and three other people know about. This is all a Katie Couric character, basically. That's the only thing that makes sense. She's like, I had a bad interaction with that person in 1991, and this is now my revenge 30 years later. And now later. I must destroy her. Now yeah. I must. And then in the press for season three, she's like, you know I'm doing Katie Couric, right? And be like, oh! <laughs> that makes sense. Can I read you some of the elevator thing? Yes, please. Feelings. They drain your lifeblood. They turn your eyes gray. How I'm doing cannot be your problem. Caring about other people it limits your ability to make self-serving decisions. 
Crudup was really, really bringing it. This this show had a couple like really good acted monologues. Yeah. That I'm not sure made sense in the construct of the show. But no, I, I thought the car scene was kind of weirdly captivating, as terrible as it was with 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 Anston and Duplass. I liked how mad he got. To me, I liked how like mad gosh. he got, but I, I I have hit my quota for, for sort of shaking shaking her head quickly <laughs> side to side and fidgeting and having a meltdown. I was also so scarred from like the previous Duplass scene where he's just screaming into the voicemail for way yeah. longer than Apple lets its voicemails run. Let's just be clear in terms of product placement, not honest representation. Very fair. So I guess. We're going to guess the Italian lady, Val- Valeria Galina. Is mm-hmm. that her name? I'm going to guess she didn't delete the interview with Steve Carell. No, because she says she didn't. She and says then, she like, didn't because she might have missed him. That's their pillow talk, which I don't even know what to say about that. So my guess is we're not done with Steve. No. The interview comes out. She makes a, some sort of documentary or releases it or sells it because she's convinced the world does didn't see like that. This was actually a good guy who saw through some of his sins and we need to see the real Mitch. And that comes out and that will be at least an episode, right? Oh God, what if she gives it to Alex and then Alex does it? Didn't seem like she liked Alex. It was my takeaway from that phone call. She kind of hung up on her. I can't believe we're talking about this like this is a good show. <laughs> now we're like, hey, what's going to happen? <laughs> Do you, can, we, can we rewind to the moment where yeah. Paula says the line show me your big fucking balls and then slap Steve Carell and then they hook up. Yeah. That was rough. Yeah. That was one of those where it's like, we can't even have a podcast about that. We just got to fast forward. I lost, uh, I lost television selection privileges in my relationship because (laughs) the only 20 minutes of the show that my boyfriend has seen included that line. Let me just say, I'm picking our shows from now on. You're telling me that your boyfriend has been watching every episode of this show because that's a keeper. I just want to say this. Oh, she said 20 minutes. Oh, okay. No. So I started watching. This is exactly what happened. I started watching the second second to most recent episode on a flight there was horrible turbulence so i stopped watching it and made him watch the last 20 minutes of that episode oh no with me on a saturday morning and just no okay yeah sorry. what happens to the poor people who just stumble into the show and are like what is this is this a real show how is this happening i uh my guess is like apple there's probably a lot of people a lot of higher-ups that give notes and one of the notes is when in doubt, just put another montage in. Yeah. We've studied the <laughs> analytics of all the best shows ever. We've studied the 60 most important dramas ever, and they all have montages that have been really effective, so can you work those in? This show is now, they've doubled up. There's two montages in an episode now. They like to just, and always a good song. They're dipping into the Apple library. I'm sure they're yeah. paying like exorbitant prices. Simon and Garfunkel, not cheap to just throw on a TV right. show. Right, no. Just FYI. Not. Yeah. But so like, like way too credulous doubt, soundtracking. Yeah, where it's it's they're trying to set the mood for you. I the theme song gets worse every episode. Yeah. I always press the skip button, and you still have to hear the last the last ten, 10 seconds, seconds of it. Why can't they fix that? It drives me nuts. So what do we actually care about? We have two episodes left this season. What do we care about? Because I do not care about Reese Witherspoon and Juliana Margulies and whether their relationship's going to make it. So, uh, cross that off. Mm-hmm. I don't care about Reese's brother. No. I I kind of care about the Mitch Kessler. Interview, unreleased interview, a tiny bit. 
Um, I, I care about the book. I want to know what's in it. I can't yeah. believe I care, but I'm kind of excited for the book to come out with some real excerpts. Anything else, Nora? Anything else on your list? So this doesn't really matter in terms of driving the plot forward, but a hole that I would really love to see filled is, so at one point when Alex and Mitch are having their their fight in Italy, they're talking about the two times that they were, they had a sexual encounter and Mitch says something along the lines of, yeah. you couldn't call what we did sex or something. Then Alex says that she thought that she was pregnant. I would like some explanation. I have also been turning this over in my head. But then it's upsetting every time I have to. I don't think I'm going to get an explanation. Yeah. I'm just Wait. saying that I would like one. So you're saying there's a possibility he's the father of her child? No, she th- she does that whole thing where she said for a for a little bit no, I, I thought remember I might have been pregnant pregnant and I wanted No, I I just oh, want to yeah, yeah. understand so what happened. We we don't yeah. We want a sex ed class, but we don't but we do. Right. So they had sex, but they he wouldn't call it sex. So what are the other choices? Right. This. I mean, this is what Nora is asking. That would. I don't know. I missed this day. I don't. Um. Yeah. Again, I think the only thing that I would like more than an answer to this question is for the morning show to absolutely not answer this question in any sort of detail for me. But and they won't. And well, they won't. we have two episodes left. What would you? Like, where's the line? What 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 won't happen? Like, for instance, Billy Crudup goes over to Reese and Juliana's apartment and they all get super drunk and they have a threesome. Is that a realistic scene on the morning show? Or is that like, yes. no, they won't do that. That's too crazy. Well, no, I, I think, think uh, yeah, I think it's realistic. I think it is realistic, but it, only because, no, that would not be. I'm not saying it's a good idea. Yeah, and so it's totally realistic that they would do it. Is it realistic that Mark Duplass's character, what's his name? Chip. 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 Chip Black. That he ends up getting super drunk with Aniston and then they hook up? Yes, Because I think they would do that. Yes. And then she would be mean to him after? Yeah. But would that make And he would also get COVID. But that makes it sound a little fun, (laughs) you know? It's realistic. She gives everyone on the show COVID- and the show ends because everyone dies. Not unrealistic. It's not unrealistic. I mean, they're definitely avoiding the realities of that, but I doubt they'll do that. How do they? I I know I asked this already. I can't believe they didn't just give Carell's character COVID. And what would you say if you're, let's say you're like one of Carell's best friends. Mm-hmm. You're like Will Ferrell. I don't, I don't know how close they are, but let's say they're buddies and they're at dinner and they have had a couple of drinks. What does Will Ferrell say about the morning show? Like, hey, man, I saw some of the morning show. So you're not on that anymore, huh? Like, what, what's, <laughs> how do you even get into that? It's, I would be embarrassed to be on the show. It's such a bad thing for him. Yeah. I and think he, the question would, I think, I think the Will Ferrell in this situation would uh, get at, so were you trying to get yourself off that train right. wreck? Or did they finally see the see the light of day and did you film, to do it themselves? Did you film the car crash yourself and, and send them to the producers? It is my say, sincere hope. It is my sincere hope that someday we get to read like a really, really well reported piece about everybody's reps just trying like hell to get them off, off of this, this show. show. Or this show is like popular and we're the and we're just in the minority. Like people like so, this show. Okay. Do people like wanna, this show? 
I don't think so. I've heard okay. from people who also watch the show that the last two episodes in particular went from like fun, bad to just bad, 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 bad. That's yeah. certainly that how I what feel. I've gotten from like friends yeah. who are watching it. I-, I was noticing though, when we were prepared, just getting ready to do this, it's not getting terrible reviews. Yeah. I kn- I'm this aware. Is that, that is a contingent of people who think it's improving. Is and it? It's like Stockholm syndrome. I I can only say I guess people want different things from TV. I guess some people I, don't want Melrose Place. I think it's entirely possible that this is all a massive money laundering scheme, just, and there are more people point. in on it than we realize. Everybody has new laptops. Yeah. The show's going to win nine Emmys. And we're, we're just going to feel stupid. I um. I don't understand anything, any choice that this show made. If we just went through the first eight episodes, the the relationship with Reese and Juliana Margulies is one of the most absurd things I've ever seen on TV. I still haven't seen them connect in any actual way. It's like they just threw them together. I don't know, even understand why they like each other. Do you? The Laura Peterson, I mean, I, I get Bradley just being sort of floundering. Yeah. The Laura Peterson character would be running at full sprint from this person. Yes. Agree. First Agree. of all, she didn't go after Bradley in the first place. Like Bradley, as we know, randomly kissed her in, in the back of a town car. Right. But the the person who is saying, you know, you should get a therapist and think about your relationships with your family or whatever, just is absolutely wants no part of the train wreck that is currently Bradley Jackson. There's just no possibility that that would happen. Also, the four minute like Twitter therapy speech happens during a live morning show where they're also trying to confirm that Mitch Kessler is dead. I'm just like, they're like in commercial. We don't have time for this. Yeah, I, I actually had questions about that. How long was that morning show? 19 hours? It was so long. Like, Chip had time to drive to the airport in New York and then drive all the way back and go to the Widows and confirm? Like, what what kind of time continuum are we in? It's, yeah. Was it a two-day show? Like, <laughs> and they're all racing around. And then I didn't understand how they were breaking news to everybody. Isn't this guy like a villain? Why would anybody be upset that he died? This guy also, like completely ruined their show. Did you guys think that the eulogy was like way too sort of even handed both sides? Let's have yeah, some. Yeah. Of course. There's no way the first line of that would not be credibly accused of rampant sexual harassment. Really bad guy. <laughs> yes, of course. But and, and they're even like trying to address that in the show. That's the thing. You can see that the show is trying to be like, well, this is a really complex situation. And how do we treat these characters? And like, what would we do? And just completely, it's half-baked. It makes no sense. What actor on this show or actress do you feel the worst for? Because I actually think last year it was uh, the girl who played Hannah who died. Mm-hmm. I can't remember her name. What's her name? Gugu Mbatha-Raw? Yeah, yeah. This year, I think it's the executive producer played by Karen Pittman, who really seems like she's thrown herself into this show as like, this is my... This will be a really good thing for me, a stepping stone. And she has had good scenes, and I actually believe her character the most. And I thought that monologue she gave to um, the person that worked for her about her relationship with Mitch was actually a good scene. And that's what's weird about this show is you watch a show, and they'll out of nowhere they'll have a good scene. And you're like, wow, that was good. And then it's another train wreck. Totally agree. She gets her shot. And for seven minutes, because all these monologues are so long. That's the other thing. They're just yeah. really long. But 
it's sudden, like you believe all the emotions that the show is trying to bring in. She was fantastic. And then the rest of the time, she just has to be looking uncomfortable in like poorly lit control rooms. Yeah, because what we found out, which was actually interesting, was she actually really liked the guy. Didn't realize he was a hound dog and that she was just one of many. And now she's been reconciling it ever since. Yeah. And she said it way more eloquently than that. But by the end of it, I was like, oh, I actually feel bad for this person, which was a rare moment on the morning show where you have empathy for a character because of uh, a legitimately well-written moment. I don't know. Yeah. Um, any predictions for the last two episodes? I think the interview comes out. Um, I'm assuming Reese and Juliana Margulies will break up because she's not coming back. I, maybe they hint toward Crudup and Reese getting back together in some way. Um, I don't know what they do with Alex. She's like like Ben Simmons. I know you hear about it, uh, Ben Simmons in your house, oh, Amanda. Are it's you like kidding? just damaged yeah. damaged asset. I don't know. You had, can you even How trade you her at this point? Yeah. yeah, can you even get a first round pick for her? Um any 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 predictions though? Anything? Are you, Nora seems like she's almost out. Nora, it seems like you're almost out. It seems like you're you're like Mitch. You're ready to drive off the cliff and never quit on the quick on the show again. I'm not sure I want a season three, is what I would say. I will continue to watch. I oh, really had a one. tough. You're getting a season three. It's happening. <sighs> I will watch. I will continue to watch what they give me. I, I had a really tough time with the last episode. I'm in the online shopping while watching this phase of the show, which there, oh. there are certain shows that I sit down and I'm like, you have my full yeah. attention. And there are some other shows where it's like, I've, I really need to, you know, buy this for the kitchen on Amazon. And so I'm going to be flipping through. And it's a, it's a cozy place. It leaves room for your frustration, but you also don't like walk away feeling totally, totally like, like you've lost an hour. So that it's, it's an okay phase for me to be in. Here's my concern is that they're not going to do anything with COVID until the last five minutes of the last episode. And they're just going to be like breaking news. The COVID-19 pandemic has entered America and then just like cut to black. And then they won't have dealt with it at all. And they're setting up a whole other season of just the morning show tries to cover COVID three to four years later. I would hope they would I fast would... forward two years ahead would Me be the too. move for season three. Like, let's let's stay in the present. Yeah. I think Alex giving Chip COVID was who brought that up? One of you brought that up. I, that, that was me. That would be good. I could see that one happening. Yeah. I like your Amazon kitchen thing, though. I call those eBay shows. Yeah. Shows that I'm half watching while I'm eBay uh, on eBay looking for basketball cards. Of course, every even, right. and you need I'm half them, watching right? them. Yeah. yeah. So that that's what the morning show has become an eBay okay. show. You agree with that, Nora? What's your version of eBay or Amazon Kitchens? So it's it's online shopping or I'll paint my nails. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm. I don't have the coordination for that, but I admire you. All right, so our final verdict of the morning show heading into the last two episodes. I think it's an eBay show. Amanda thinks it's an Amazon kitchen shopping show, and Nora thinks it's a show to paint your nails with. Put you that on the fucking poster, Apple. <laughs> uh, Steve Carrot, I want to say goodbye because I know he's coming back in the form of an Oscar-winning documentary. Because that they'll definitely she'll win an award. She's mm -hmm. going to give it. They'll have a chance to have a real Oscar ceremony with three hundred extras, <laughs> and and what's her face going up on the stage, and then it's a question of they thank bitch. Um, all right, I think we covered it. Right? Anything left? No, I think that's it. 
All right. Amanda, Nora, it was a pleasure to see you. I, it's, I don't know if we're back here after the, the last, well, maybe we'll do season finale in two weeks. Yeah. Maybe. I, depending on what they do. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. That's it for the Prestige TV pod. This episode was produced by Troy Farkas. We will be back. I think I think there might be some Yellowstone coming on this feed this wow. week. Yeah. Wow. It's about and time. there's going to be Succession on Wednesday and Succession on Friday. And then I haven't watched the new Dexter show yet. Have you seen the new Dexter show yet? No, Either I've just you? seen a lot of headlines about how he's back. Yep. I'm going to watch that. I don't know if it's prestige TV pod worthy, but we'll see. A lot of people are like, this show is Dexter. We needed Dexter back. I it feels like you is on Dexter's corner. I don't know how we reconcile the Dexter versus you battle. It's you's kind of ripping off Dexter, but then Dexter was away. So we'll see. Anyway, good to see both of you. 